Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. All right, it's 8.30 a.m. and I'm commuting, insert air quotes here, to work. I've grabbed my coffee from Deals Donuts, which is aka my kitchen, and I've trekked the 30 feet from said coffee shop to my office insert ear quotes yet again. I drop my items off at my desk and my items consist of coffee and my eight pound toy poodle, big deal. And I open my laptop for the day. Ugh, there's an email with another update on the coronavirus, another email about the paid protection program and an email from a client asking to postpone their in-person workshop with us until later this year. It's been five minutes at my office, which, by the way, is just a desk in my bedroom while my husband takes our guest room and my eight-month-old takes the only other room we have in our downtown Chicago condo, and I'm already feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders. How am I going to retain the team that I worked so hard to build? How am I going to pay the facilitators who depend on this as their income? Now, I knew we were an expendable business offering during the recession, but who has two thumbs and never imagined a world where all in-person events were canceled and people couldn't leave their house? This girl. So I got back to my email and I start my to-do list. And what used to be a list of calls for new workshops and events looks like now content creation, content creation, and oh, did I mention content creation? Overnight, the business I founded and prove it went from being an in-person experiential learning and development company who conducts workshops and keynotes all over the United States to a company who does virtual workshops and webinars. The beautiful, and I say beautiful, I mean beautiful processes that we had in place in our project management software were tweaked, they were deleted, and then they were tweaked again. But I digress. Let's get back to the to-do list here. So I get my three items checked off my list, my big three, and I head out to lunch. Now, after a quick smoothie, which I could never make it work because there was no blender and avocado toast, hello toaster, we never had it work, I go back to my desk and jump on a Zoom call with my team. We do a quick show and tell of items in our home offices and then talk about what we're working towards that week. I see some baby photos, old yearbook photos, and some essential oils are all on the list of show and tell. I then get ready for our weekly webinar that I'm hosting. And as a professional development company who uses improvisational comedy to train on soft skills, I used to cringe at the thought of a webinar. 
I used to say it won't work. It won't translate over video or over audio or online. Now, as the only option for human connection, this extrovert relishes in being able to see other humans over video and share our love of improvisation and professional development with people all over the world, not just in our headquarters of Chicago or our sister cities, Atlanta and Charlotte. So after an hour webinar, I wrap up my day by making my to-do list and ideas keep coming. So I write them all down and I plan them out in my calendar. And now I'm a mom. So I grab my eight-month-old little nugget, my husband and dog, big deal. And we head out the door for an evening walk. Now, let me tell you this. This was something we didn't get to do before as our schedule was based around coming home and then the hustle and bustle of feeding him, bedtime, bath time, not to mention feeding and unwinding ourselves. So I guess this whole quarantine thing isn't so bad after all. I'm seeing my husband and my son way more. I'm not packing a bag almost every other week, hopping on a plane and FaceTiming my nugget goodnight. I'm reading again. I'm coming up with new ideas left and right. I've talked to people I haven't talked to in years over FaceTime and Zoom. So was slowing down the thing that I as a leader needed to really speed up? If we are truly socially distanced, I feel like I'm connecting more now with my heart and my mind. Can this be true? Is this what it took? So let me first start off this episode by saying that I know I am very lucky to be in quarantine. This is truly a privilege. There are families with parents who are working on the front lines in the healthcare field and the grocery stores. They're running food via Uber Eats and Grubhub. There are farmers and people in the technical field who are keeping us fed and online. My 66-year-old father owns a small business in South Carolina that helps with home repairs. And they are an essential business as they help with repairs on things like your washer or dryer or dishwasher. But as the leader, he can't stop going to work because he can't ask his employees to work if he doesn't go himself. So as I say this, I know that I'm lucky and I stay home for them. I stay home so that I can help flatten the curve and allow these people to help all of us get through this. Now, with that also said, I want to say that the first two weeks of this quarantine were anything but easy for me. I felt truly as if I had failed everyone. My team, my facilitators, my family. I went from literally looking at our Q1 goals and beaming with excitement that we were exceeding them to how in the world am I going to pay my employees who depend on me for their rent, their mortgage, and their health care. And I felt as if what we had to offer right now wasn't enough. I felt like people were in survival mode and that what we had to offer was just an all-carte item that wouldn't move the needle. And I watched all of the perfect timelines in our project management tool, Asana, get moved to the side. Our perfectly curated content calendar that we had planned for months to get demolished in a day was truly devastating. This podcast that I'm recording right now was supposed to launch with an entirely different first episode, and we pushed it back because this is important. This right now is what you need to hear and truly what I want to say. The travel that was planned for March, April, and May was canceled and moved. Every single event that we had coming up, some included travel, some not, was pushed back and postponed. It was heavy, y'all. So. 
I grieved. I cried a lot, if I'm being real. And I have fake eyelashes. And let me just tell you, I am still wearing the remnants of them. And I've got like two tiny fangs hanging off both. I drank some wine. A lot of it. I journaled. I meditated. I ran. I was letting go of what once was. And I was making room for what is a new normal. A new beginning for me, my business, and for the world. Now, I allowed myself those two weeks of barely changing out of my pajamas. And in that time, I got to work. And my team and I decided that what we offer is light. We can bring light into a place of darkness. So that's what we sought out to do. We created free webinars on how to lead a remote workforce, onboarding remote teams, and then we took our most popular in-person workshop, Effective Communication, and we pivoted it so that it could be virtual and deal with working in a remote environment. And we did all of that during these two weeks while I and the rest of the world was grieving. And we are still doing it. And I'm here today to share with you the how. So leaders, roll up your sleeves, get out your notebooks, as I've got some tips and tricks for you to help you lead your team during COVID-19. Here are the three things I learned. Number one, focus on what you can control. Now, under this, number one, I've got three things that you can control. Number one, your attitude. I want you to brainstorm. Now, there is a book, um, and I actually heard this from one of my favorite online mentors, Rachel Hollis. It's called The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. And that book is all about how to be a leader when things are tough. And they talk about peacetime leaders and wartime leaders. And peacetime leadership is usually what I like to do, to be collaborative, to be a resource for somebody on my team, not the person who's delegating, 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 and just pointing fingers saying, you go here, you go here. The wartime leader is the person that has to step up in those chaotic times and make decisions. So leaders, I want you to make decisions. I really learned that the hard way. I, in the very beginning of this, just came up with a plan and essentially was still using our yes and methodology, which is a great resource when things are not chaotic and still is a great resource. But instead of saying, hey, here's this plan, you go execute here, you go execute here, I sort of wallowed in it. And I didn't delegate appropriately. And I didn't create a full process and think strategically. So if I could give you any advice, make those decisions for your team. Come up with a systematic plan and give them direction. They need that right now. And then bring them into the creative process. I want you to also think about with your attitude, the fact that you will need support is so important to say out loud. Be honest, be vulnerable, and tell them that you can't do this alone. I will tell you a true story. I got on Zoom with my team, and I literally was in tears, and I just said, I'm losing sleep. I'm not sleeping. I'm terrified of how I'm going to pay you because revenue is what drives paying us. And without revenue, I don't know if we can pay ourselves. So I need your support. And I said it with tears in my eyes and tears streaming down my face. And they listened and they understood and they stepped up. So being real and vulnerable with your team is so important. And then keep your rituals the same. 
I like to say you can't fill someone else's tea kettle without making sure that your teacup is full. Let me say that again. You can't fill somebody else's teacup without making sure your kettle is full. That's the right way. So fill your kettle, folks. Keep your morning routine intact. So eventually I will do an entire episode on morning routines because I love them so much. But get up, move your body, show gratitude, meditate, put the gas in your car so you can drive your team forward. This is all something you can control. Your attitude and the way you show up is controllable in this crazy chaotic mess. Hey friends, I wanted to pause really quick and tell you about something we have coming up at Improve It. It's called Improve It's WFH Workshop From Home Membership. Now we hope you can join us the month of May. As a member, we have an awesome arrangement of things that will help you navigate this remote environment and improve yourself both personally and professionally. As a WFH member, you'll get all of the following. First, a live interactive workshop with your fellow community members all about effective communication during COVID-19. You'll also get automatic tickets to our weekly webinars or a recording to watch whenever works best for you. You'll get a three-week DIY e-learning course, which is built in conjunction with that workshop that helps you improve your communication skills in both your personal and work life. Not only do you get all of that, but you also get access to a private Facebook group where you will receive live weekly mini coaching sessions with yours truly, laugh and lunch events with our hilarious improv professionals, and you'll get an exclusive weekly newsletter to members only that gives you all the weekly deets. So we are offering all of this for $19.99. Let me say it again for the people in the back, Know that half of every purchase will be donated to our charity partners, Girl Forward and Girls Rock Charlotte, which helps support their programming during this challenging time. We would love for you to sign up to get to know you on a deeper level, and we love to help improve it any way we can. So more details and the link to sign up are in the show notes. Click in, sign up. Registration ends on April 30th at 1159 p.m. I cannot wait to see you there. Number two, still talking about what you can control, is your effort. Okay, I've got three things for you under your effort. The first one is show up. Okay, the first tendency of this or through this um, for myself was to sit and sulk and drink some fermented grapes. I wanted all the grapes, y'all. Okay. If it wasn't for Schitt's Creek season six that first week, I would have been up it without a paddle. But then there comes a time when you have to put on your big girl pants and show up. And in this case, you have got to show up online. Your team and your community, they need you and they need your face. So Zoom, FaceTime, use Slack as a way to chat with each other, which is a free online tool, by the way. Create opportunities to engage your team with things like spirit days or do a show and tell, as I mentioned above, or a virtual happy hour. Who cares if you're not wearing makeup on these things or you haven't showered? I'm saying this for a friend uh, for a week. We need to see your face. So here's the second thing that I want to talk about under your effort. Speak up. So show up, speak up. Now, this may come as a shock because I seem so subtle. But I want to encourage you to get loud. And by loud, I mean, we want to hear from you. 
A simple how are you to your team can go such a long way right now. Scheduling a reoccurring one-on-one with your team or just more regular Zoom meetings with your team is so important. Get on LinkedIn. Share your thoughts with your community. I do this every single morning. I write a micro blog on LinkedIn, and I'm not going to lie to you. It is so therapeutic for me right now. I've done it for a really long time, but it is absolutely therapeutic for me right now. So be the light in this dark time. Find ways to support your team and your network. So for example, post positive notes on LinkedIn, ask associations you're a part of to host a webinar, volunteer to speak on a panel. The world needs light. How can you shine it? And then also under this notion of what you can control your effort, we talked about showing up, speaking up. I want you to fail up. Now, this wouldn't be the failed at podcast if we didn't talk about failure, right? This show is centered about celebrating your failures. So I want you to put something out there that might just totally suck right now. Try it. Do it. Do anything. How can you pivot your team? What is something completely crazy that you think your team or the world needs right now that you've been afraid to try? You thought about ever creating a podcast? Again, I'm asking for a friend. Now's the time. Have you thought about changing up your company branding? Do it. Want to have more creative and innovative team meetings? There has never been a more relevant time. Now, when I say fail up, I want to caveat that I don't mean spending money. I mean getting creative here. So getting scrappy. What do you have that currently exists that you can try differently? Now is the time to reassess what's working and what's not so that when things do get back to our normal, insert air quotes, or our new normal, insert air quotes, we are ready to rock. People will also remember how you handled this season of time. I saw a meme um, the other day that the one question interviewees, okay, may ask in 2020 or in 2021 is, how did you as a leader handle COVID-19? So do you want to be remembered as sitting there complacent and pulling the sheets over your head in fear? Or do you want to get out of bed, put on big girl panties, and try your best to innovate through it? Chances are you're probably going to fail a few times out of the gates, but at least you tried. And I can tell you from experience that our first attempt at a pivot failed, like super hard. So we are pivoting and we're doing a a pivot 2.0 and there might be a 3.0 and a 4.0, but you know what? We're showing up and we're trying. So out of that, what you can control, I want you to think about your effort. You can show up, you can speak up and you can fail up. And then the number three thing that you can control is your support channels. So I want you to think about this, cultivate your environment. So I have a communications degree, okay? Yep, I got a lot of time speaking in front of people here, and I've learned a bunch of theories. So with that communications degree, that was really what it was. And I was like, am I going to be a broadcast journalist? No, but here I am today on this podcast talking to you about a theory I learned in 2004. So do I remember any of them? Not really, but except this one. So let me hear me out here. It's called The Cultivation Theory by George Gerbner. And here's the definition. uh, The cultivation theory examines the long-term effects of television. The primary proposition of cultivation theory states that the more time people spend living in the television world, the more likely they are to believe social reality aligns with reality portrayed on television. So what does this mean for you? 
I want you to watch enough news to be informed, but not so much that you cultivate a fear-based environment for yourself and for your family. I want you to know the highlights of what's going on, but I don't want you to wake up, turn on the news, go to work, read the news during lunch, and then watch it again before you go to bed. This is what they want us to hear, which also there is a lot of relevant things we need to know. But the news is cultivating our existence. And again, the world is a a very scary place right now. So how can you as a leader cultivate the environment and things that you allow into your brain? Again, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying don't watch the news. I'm saying be selective of how much you intake. Now, I also want you to think about when I say things you can control, your support channels, I want you to change the channel here. I want you to scroll through your social media. Are the people that you follow um, the versions of the people you want to see for yourself? Are the people you follow, friends included, positive or are they doom and gloom? What memes, thoughts, and gifts, and TikToks, as the kids will say, are allowing you, are you allowing, I should say, to consume your brain? So what you allow in your brain will cultivate your thoughts. Are you choosing wisely? And for those of you who don't know, there is a mute button on Instagram. So you don't have to awkwardly unfollow people that are your friends. You can just mute the people who aren't giving you what you need right now. I never told you that. Last, when we talk about your support channels, I want you to think about this. Your face, your time. So you know that saying that you are like the five people who you spend the most time with. So... You may not even be around five people right now. So even though we're social distancing, this still does ring true. Who are you allowing your time to be spent with via FaceTime, via Zoom? Your relative who constantly says, the world is ending. Buy every canned good you can. Or your good friend who still wants to check in on you and laugh. Even though we have nowhere to go, Our time is still valuable and who we spend it with matters. So choose wisely. The second thing I learned as a leader during this time, and again, the first one is focus on what you can control. The second thing I learned was you can do hard things. So this tip is just straight to the point. I want you to take out a sheet of paper And I want you to jot down a list of every single hard thing you've ever done. And it might suck to think about some of those things, but I want you to write them down, stare at them in the face. I want you to put down things that have taken you to hello in a handbasket. And I want you to write them down, look at them, pin them to your wall, sit them next to your computer. And then think about this. You have done and you will do more hard things you can get through this, okay? I know it feels like it's never ending and I know it feels like every single day is Groundhog's Day, but you can do this. We will get out of this. There have been other seasons in your life. You got through them. You will get through this. The third thing I learned during COVID-19 as a leader was to improvise your butt off. So thinking quickly on your feet has never had such a meaning until COVID-19. 
The government moved quickly to give small businesses funding. Overnight, small and large businesses pivoted to change up their offerings and be relevant to what is needed right now. And as improvisers, you would think this is all second nature. And I will say this, it is, but it comes with a lot of heavy weight. Listen to your team. Listen to your customers. Really listen. What can you give them that they need right now? You can brainstorm using the yes and technique, which is an entirely different episode in itself, but it's the philosophy behind everything we do. So I want to encourage you to take yes and, suspend judgment, allow others to share ideas, and improvise to create what the world needs right now. Ah, so there you have it, friends. The three things I learned as a leader during COVID-19. So by focusing on what you can control, aka your attitude, your effort, and your support channels, by realizing that you can do hard things, and by improvising your butt off, you can turn this time of uncertainty into a time where one thing is certain. You are a leader and you are unstoppable. Now go out there and kick this season tiny. And while you're at it, I want you to take a screenshot of you listening to today's episode and share it on social media so we can give you a big fail. Yeah. You can tag us at learn to improve it on Instagram and also tag us using the hashtag failed it podcast. Check out the link in the show notes for all the details and things that we mentioned in today's episode. And remember, you have to fail in order to improve. See you next time. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today? And how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time.